0: If she bad, she bad and she sweet, uh-huh. then you should crown her. That's a true queen. Okay. If she make you happy and follow her dreams, yeah. then you should crown her. Okay. Welcome back Trill to the True Queen Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm your host for this evening. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Alicia Miles, and I'm Chazelle Ward. Glad and have this have is the Trill Queen podcast, folks. Tag mm-hmm. team back again. Shake it to wreck it. Let's begin. Party on, party people! If you hear some noise, DC, to the house. Chop, chop, but joy, cause hey, it's a party over here. Hey, a party over there. Hey, put your hands in the air, shake hey, it, dear. Hey, yeah, these come three on. words when you're getting come busy. Who, huh? <laughs> Danny? Hit me. Mm-hmm. I just had to. Sorry, it was on my spirit. What I do, to do to wake up. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you just gotta. Sometimes you gotta follow your soul. You gotta follow your spirit. I just feel like you know we back again, so I had to hit him with that who There is. I'm old. Don't judge me. Um, I'm also not feeling well. Yeah. So there's that. So we're gonna try to get this on, um, get this thing on the road. Um, this week, I want to spotlight Little Miss Trill Princess Yara Shahidi. Um, first of all, we've been talking about Yara Shahidi for months, right? Like she been slaying the game. Like, oh my god! Of course, there's Blackish. She plays Zoe Johnson. Um, shit! Like, did, did she get into Harvard? Oh yeah. So she'll be attending Harvard in the fall with Got none a, other than uh, the uh, amazing recommendation letter from the First Lady herself. <laughs> Fucking Michelle Obama, like are you like, right in the girl. caliber you in the caliber of scholars getting recommendation letters Bruh. from the first lady? Bruh Y'all well, has outlived me <laughs> twice. And she ain't even made it to college yet. Like. So there's that. All right, then. <laughs> um, she also, this past weekend, um, she was a, one of the many honorees at the Black Girls Rock Show, which I did not know they still did. So shout out to Beverly with Bonds. This show's still going on, the Black Girl Rock Show. Yes. She won the Young Gifted and Black Award, which is absolutely fitting for this young queen. Um, she's amazing. And, and she's also getting a spinoff, right? Yes, she is. That's yes. right. Called yeah. grown And it's like, I feel like it's going to be updated, um, different world, which I'm here for. I'm down. I'm present. I'm accounting for. I'm in my seat. I got all my supplies. I'm Man, here for it. Man, when the kids, when the college kids start wearing like... Like letter jerseys, not letter jerseys. What you call them? How they used to do you do a Human jackets. Not Letterman jackets, but they always used to wear paraphernalia. You know, like oh they would yeah, wear like, like sweatshirts and, and shirts, mm-hmm. and caps and shit with um with HBCU names on them. Yes, Let's I'm here. Let's go back to dad. for dad. it just shirt. in time for my baby to catch on. Yes, yes, please. That's subliminal, man. subliminal. Absolutely. Whole lot of this generation asses. is in college because of that. Get your asses out of this mumble rap <laughs> and get into this college life. <laughs> oh, shit. We need to get back into that. Too many mumble rappers. Girl. Not enough scholars. These are too many children who got through life with no hooked on phonics. Girl. I for real, seriously. <laughs> so yeah, um, Yara Shahidi. I see you, girl. I see you, girl. And I just, you know, I feel uncomfortable even seeing it. Like, I feel like she growner than I am right. At this Right, I was point. about to say, wait, but, <laughs> maybe she should be seeing us, girl. Y'all Shahidi. Do you see us, girl? See us, girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> I'm going to be like, y'all. <laughs> no, nah, we too old for that. But I'm going to raise somebody that's going to be like her. I'm going to find me one. My baby's got it. She's got it. So, yeah, so this week of course, yeah, Shahidi. I swear I'm not trying to destroy that. Um, <laughs> we see you, girl. Um, we are going to move right on along. Um, we are talking today about a woman who's actually we're talking today about the legacy of a woman. Yeah. More um, accurate. The one Miss Henrietta Lacks, mm. um, and her story is not a very long one, but it's so huge. And that's what's so interesting about Henrietta Lacks to me as a trail queen. Her story is is short, and y'all are here; it's not mm-hmm. very long at all. But her legacy is humongous. Yeah, right. I think this so one her- I think it's. Um- it's a big deal not only because of her legacy just as a a black woman but also the major issues that she brings to light just by virtue of her existence right like these um these issues of the autonomy over your own body these right. issues of um, lack of access to medical care in poor and black communities. Exactly. Um, lack of, um. what's the word I was looking for? Not notice. Disclosure. Mm-hmm. Like when we walk into these hospitals and they just get carte blanche to do what the fuck they want. Yeah. Um, yeah so the anyway. Rights over your, the rights over your own body. Right. I think that... I think, And your heirs' right? Yeah. I think that has... <laughs> I think Henrietta Lack's case might also be the reason why we have to... Why they have patients' rights now. Yeah. We have so many consent... When you go to the hospital, you got to sign all those consent forms. Yeah. That we don't read because we sick. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> don't lie. You know you don't read that shit. So... <laughs> Nobody ever was mm-hmm. in the ER with the flu like. Hold on, let me <clears throat> let me get my lawyer on the phone. Let me see what this last page says. I ain't never been to the ER it's for just the like flu. which fix me. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never been to the ER for the flu. Let's be honest about that. Oh well, mm-hmm. that's the only thing. Going I to the emergency the time. Going to the emergency room costs too much to be going there for the flu. Just saying. You gotta get health insurance. People get down. Yeah, we gotta get insurance. That's also important. That's also another issue. You gotta get insurance. Yeah. So, listen, 1951, right? So, in 1951, Henrietta Lacks was at Johns Hopkins. She was diagnosed with terminal cervical cancer, right? Yeah. I think we call it stage four now. Mm -hmm. Um, Cervical cancer, and uh, she was being treated at Johns Hopkins. Where? Excuse me. Told y'all, don't feel good. Don't do me. Don't do me. (laughs) You paranoid. Calm down. Nobody comes tonight. I don't feel good. So, um, these were, of course, her last, um, you know, last moments of life. And her husband or her family talks about how when she um, her wherever her room was there was a patch of grass outside and he would bring the kids to but she had like what three or four kids she had five kids girl there were five five kids two girl. of them were still in diapers when she died that's what it yeah okay i was like wait so she would watch you know her babies play outside on the lawn um in her last you know moments last few days or weeks of life but so what happened is the doctors did something called a biopsy which basically means they go in and they take a chunk of whatever this thing is right Mm -hmm. some people get biopsies of moles and gross and all kinds of things they took a biopsy of this cancer of you know Henrietta Lacks's and stuck it in a petri dish like I imagine every scientist does with samples of things, (laughs) and came back to it and realized that it had not, contrary to what every other human tissue sample had done in the past, it had not died. Mm -hmm. It was in fact flourishing, it was growing, it was multiplying um, these cancer cells were living outside of Henrietta's body, um, Mm -hmm. even after she was dead, um, which was amazing, right? It's an amazing (laughs) thing. And the doctors that discovered this realized that this was fucking awesome. I think his name was Dr. Gay. I believe so. George Gay, G-E-Y, I think his name was. Yeah. And so what he did was course patented her tissue well um, that's not true so okay. initially initially when he first figured out what he had with those cells he was giving them away like he was just giving right. them out to anybody they hadn't been patented patented for a long time a very very long time well how long i don't i'm not sure I don't think it, I, don't, I don't think anybody was it before the family was notified. Well, most I don't know. I don't know. There's nobody ever says that the cells were patented. I never read that. The book. I just keep reading that George Gay. The reason they got out so out of hand initially is because George Gay just gave them away because it was this breakthrough in medical science and. The idea was just to let everybody get their hands on it. Yeah. So I read an NPR article article written by uh, Rebecca something Sklute. Yeah. Yeah, Where uh, she talks about she was actually talking about the um, book, and uh, she made she did definitely mention that the cells have been patented and commercialized. Oh, and have generated true. millions of dollars in profit. That's true. Uh, for well, those medical researchers who patented the tissue. Hmm, maybe it's the maybe it's the um, like the vaccines and stuff that they come up with that have been patented. But yeah, for what well, says a tissue was patented? A patent on the tissue. You know what? Patents are public. You <laughs> Let's ask. Because I, I really Google it. But yeah. Her cells went on to cure polio, which just what, three years after she died, they found a cure for. Her. Yeah. Girl, that's... they've used her cells in vaccines for herpes. They've used it in testing for Every AIDS, cancer. fucking thing. I was listening to everything. A, um a fresh air interview. And they sent her cells to the moon. Not to not to outer space to test how um gravity would interact with the cells. Right. Like this is probably the beginning of um life all and... these white people wanting to go live on the mainland Girl, sh- shit. Mars or whatever the fuck they sending them to. They gonna leave us, but they're gonna take Henrietta. Yeah. They got to. Well, was so it got to what was so interesting to me about her story is really it's become um her the story of her children and her grandchildren and her great grandchildren because right it's this really them so much more yeah, it's really her daughter Deborah, that has brought. Um, her family's interest to the forefront and made her family's interest a priority for these scientists and the medical industry because they didn't give a fuck. They, they had, had what they wanted. Oh my goodness! Her and family, they could give two shits how this family was struggling financially. Mm, barely even had a clue that. They didn't even know what was going on. Well, when they called to notify the husband in the 70s, which was well over 20 years after they had already been utilizing this cell, this DNA, Mm -hmm. they called him, and since he'd only had a fourth-grade education, he didn't know what cells meant. And so he thought that we were telling him that she was locked in a cell, and so he misunderstood the information, and then he passed the misunderstood information down to his children right. who believed that their actual mother was in space they that and that their actual cloned. mother had been cloned, and there were millions of her exact replica walking around on this planet. And I'm just Girl, like... They even, they even went so far as to take blood and tissue samples from, from her the children. children. Mm-hmm. to um, Because... How the HeLa cells, which is the abbreviation for Helen Lane, <laughs> which is what they were calling that was, which is what right. they were naming the cells. They didn't even really have her actual name. Nobody really knew where these cells came from originally, until they started doing research back in the seventies because they realized the HeLa cells had been multiplying so aggressively. That they had been kind of infecting other cells. So where scientists thought that they were working with a particular strain of cells, they have been working with HeLa cells because the whole time, yeah, because, because she just took off. She had of just shit. been attaching her cell. Well, her is not really a good way to say it, but the cells have been attaching itself to like to other strains. So they right, were trying to get right. her children's blood and tissue so they could, like, kind of DNA. I don't know. I don't, I'm not having the right tech. I mean, tech, what's the word I'm looking for? Terminology for this. But um, so they could, like, strip her, the, I guess her strain, DNA strain, down enough yeah. to figure out ex- where exactly she had been infecting other right. cells. Because right. this was basically a crisis back in the 70s. I was reading this Rolling Stone article called The Double-Edged Helix um, by, mm-hmm. what's this man's name? Steve Gish, I don't know what his name is, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, Michael Rogers. Yeah. Sorry. Just That's trying cool. to give some credit here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he wrote this article about how um, this... Was a crisis that they were finding um, HeLa cells in places where they were supposed to be testing other kinds of cells, or where scientists thought that they were working with other kinds of cells, and come to find out, it's HeLa everywhere. Right, right. But anyway, so that's how they found out that their mother's tissue or some living piece of their mom was still floating around. And not just floating around, but had been making people billions of dollars. Billions. Billions. And even then, and even then, nobody was really um, helping them or paying them any attention until this woman, Rebecca Skloot, um, brought some attention to it and worked with Deborah Lacks, which is... Henrietta's youngest baby um, mm-hmm. working with her to, to really find her mother's cells and understand what they were doing with it and why and what impact her mother had made on the world right and having to explain and my thing is and so I've seen the um, I've seen the film adaptation of the book Mm -hmm. and to see the effects of this distrust and how it affected her family just having to go through something like this and having to experience something like this um it it's astonishing it also parallels what we see kind of subconsciously i feel like in our community mm-hmm. to grow to grow up and to come up with this understanding that there is always someone bigger and more powerful that will take what they want when they want to yeah and you're trying your best to protect but you don't you don't have the knowledge you haven't been given the knowledge so you don't even know what you're protecting like you see in the film you see the daughter who's played by Oprah Winfrey and she she has these paper mints these documents her mother's medical records and she's so terrified she won't even let this woman read them she won't let her anywhere near them mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself well what good does that do I'm pretty sure the medical field has plenty of access to all of those documents anyway but it's that that not knowing, you haven't been given the knowledge. You don't even know what you're protecting. Yeah. But you know you have to protect something because things are being taken. And so it's just astonishing to see how that affected her mentally and to understand how that kind of translates to the black experience. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. There's and so. A, there's a serious mistrust of the, the medical industry, hospitals, um, the nursing care, all of that, in the black community, right? People right. literally believe, oh man, I'm not going to the hospital. You go, you in, you go in now, you end up dead. Right. People literally believe that. So, I mean, and that's also not just a lack of education, but a lack of access. If we had access to medical care, maybe people wouldn't be afraid of it. Maybe but it's also this this lack of understanding like doctors don't really doctors don't really give a shit to explain to you what's going on they kind of just you know talk over you and talk at you and their whole purpose is to really just get you in and get you out so they can get you know to the next person make the most money that they can out of the day right so right of course, you go in there and you feel like you feel like you have no no autonomy, no control over anything. You at the mercy of this person who clearly or is supposed to know way more than you. So you trust right. in them, and all the time, like they taking and pieces you of your body out, to test on later. Oh, not even that. And what you find out is a lot of the information they're giving you is just a series of hypotheses. Yeah, it just what. I read about this one disease in this book one time, and I've been hoping somebody comes in here with it. <laughs> All your symptoms seem right. That's what it Let's looks- Let's give you the medication for it. You know- Let's see what happens. That's what they make it look like on TV. I don't know oh about you, but that's how it looks on the show ER, the show Grey's no, Anatomy. so- It just listen, looks like- When I was pregnant, <laughs> I watched um, The Business of Being Born, right? Mm. Because- Did I make you watch also that I've Also seen it, Yep. Okay, I was like, I feel like I made you watch it with me. You did. So when they interview these doctors, (laughs) and and they're asking them like, why do you give pitocin? Why do you give this? Why do you give that? When was the last time you saw a natural birth? And these doctors were like, bitch, Mm -hmm. I'm straight out of medical school. Hell, I don't know. Nobody does that. (laughs) What? We always get this shit. Well, why? Because that's what they told us to do. They don't even teach normal birth, natural birth. It's not just on TV. Like, that's true tea. Like, it's like having new toys. I got this new medication, and I'm dying to see how someone reacts to it. Please get sick. What do you have? And that's why when you notice this is how treatment works, I'm going to give you... have a headache. I'm going to give you this for your headache, but this is going to make you nauseous. So I'm going to also give you this for nausea, but this is going to make you sleepy. So I'm going to give you this so you don't fall asleep but mm. this is going to make you jittery so i'm going to give you this to relax so now you're on four meds for a fucking headache yeah medicine mm-hmm. in america anyway it's totally a business and it's about totally. it's not about healing sick people speaking of or about preventing profits. People from getting so, sick. <laughs> perfect segue profits so these doctors of course Uh, in in medical researchers and scientists, et cetera, et cetera, have been using these cells, this tissue, and clearly have been profiting for it, right? We have, um, I can't remember what doctor this was I was listening to. They were saying that they believe, this is just a theory, of course, but they believe that these cells were behaving this way because they found, quotes, found the HPV virus on genome eight of her DNA or something like that within these cervical cancer cells. And that's why they, you know, they regenerated at such a great pace. And I'm listening to them knowing what I know about the medical field. And I'm like, boy, look at you trying to sell these vaccines. Mm -hmm. If you don't get on. So it's that kind of thing. And It's amazing on one hand that these cells were were able to be utilized to do all of this amazing research, to find out all of these amazing things about the human body. But on the other hand, we think about it like this. This is how I'm thinking about it. This is the confusion for me. Henrietta Lacks was a tobacco farmer. Her husband was a tobacco farmer who had nothing more than a fourth grade education. They were a poor family. She left behind five children, which also means that she probably did not leave any land, any assets, except for this amazing thing that her DNA was able to provide. Yeah. And her family has not seen a dime from this contribution to society. <clears throat> they contributed a major medical finding in their mother Mm -hmm. to the world and they have not seen any compensation for it. The um, compromise, if you will, is this. So then I think it's the National Institute of Health Mm -hmm. or National Health Institute. That's right, the NIH. The NIH, yeah. They've come up with this this plan where there's a board. So let's say if I'm a doctor, and I want to use these cells. I want to test some things out on these cells. I have to fill out an application. I have to take it and turn it in. There's a board. On that board, there are I think two of the of actual Lex family members. Jerry um, Lex. She um, is a grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and I there was one who more. The huh? other, who the other grandchild is? So I there think are two. A great grandchild. Yeah. There are two descendants that sit on this board. They review this application. Um, if they approve it, then you are able to receive this tissue, do your research. You are not to publish your research. You are to turn your research in for review so that mm-hmm. they can see what's going on. And, and I think that the reason that they had to do that was because some scientists or researchers published the entire DNA sequence of her genome. like Right. Which could tell you all kinds of things like these cells, you know, have markers for Alzheimer's. These cells have markers for, you know, this kind of cancer. These cells have, you know, this DNA is this, that, and the other. Like, excuse me, you have my entire medical records on display for the entire world. Like, is that not my privacy? Right. And so what the government, of course, has decided was that no, it's not. Yeah. It's not your privacy. Supreme um, Court, actually. Um, you may not sue for any funds that may be owed. Um, so, you in all pro- honesty. No, the, the, the terms that they use were, you cannot profit off your own profit. body. Right, right. Except the scientists are. The scientists are. Why do they the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies off of my are. Body, but, but I can't. But what you have to remember though is you we have to we have to think, even if we can't see behind the veil, we have to think behind the veil. And what exists is a huge lobby of pharmaceutical companies. Huge. I do believe the medical field is the largest lobbyist. They're the largest lobbyists in the United States for damn sure. It's not guns. Oh, but guns. when you no, it's not guns. It's Pharmaceuticals. So, when you think about how big this is so big that they publish false reports and the government allows them because they are lining pockets. So, you would imagine that this makes perfect sense then because if I have to cut a check for utilizing these cells, then this is understanding that these cells are a cornerstone of medical research. Mm Now, if I got to break you off a percentage that's fair based on how important these sales are to what I'm doing, damn, it's a whole lot of cash out of my pocket. Yeah. So, no, let's not do that. Their let's claim is say, it's heard in science. Exactly. Or, or they don't want people, you know, they don't want people or the incentive to profit off of like... Your own tissue, your own cells, like that's just given like, you know, what is it? What do they call that? A slippery slope to people like cutting out their own fucking organs Mm -hmm. to pay for college Mm -hmm. and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Which sounds stupid to me. I mean, but if you want to do it, you should be able to do it true if i got two of them and i want to get rid of one it's my body how dare you, you government you don't get to do that this is what, what tell me i can't this is what women are talking about i agree the government feels like it's i mean it feels like it has the authority to tell you you can and cannot do this with your own body bitch back up off mine right right and so now, look, according to the Washington Post, because I'm still, I still feel some kind of way about it, right? So according to the Washington Post, I think <laughs> this is from February of this year, her oldest son has decided, fuck all that. Ooh, I read that compensation. On. And I'm just like, and you should. <laughs> like, fuck all that. Like, we need to be compensated for this. If... If in the same instance, my mother, a father, a mother and father are expected to leave this world and leave behind property or land or something to their children, if my mama died and left behind this legacy that is the backbone of a billion dollar industry, the fuck I look like? Bitch, where is my coins? Yeah. Like, this is, this is our legacy. This is our family legacy. And it's just like, I can't. He says, my mother would be so proud that her cells saved lives. She'd be horrified that Johns Hopkins profited while her family to this day has no rights. And that's legit. Yeah. Like, that's legit that's to the me, truth. I think. And they claim, and that's what she's saying, they, they claim that um, they have not profited from the cells which is interesting. Uh, the, no. Yeah, so, I just think, I don't know. I feel like this is, this is the confusion behind this entire situation. Who, because somebody owed this family some money. Yeah, I'm gonna where be, is like, it? Like, straight up. It's like, like somebody it. owes them money. It's like, where you, should they get it from? Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, pharmaceutical companies, Hospitals, researchers—is researchers. it the colleges like, exactly. that have these research? Uh, That's the th- thing. These big research. Where do you Damn, get the? Who the gives word? you the money? NASA? Like wh- yeah? Like where <laughs> does it come from? And I think I think that might be a big part of you know them not getting not getting any financial reward for that mm. because. It would be almost impossible to figure out where it comes from. You just take it from everywhere. Right. Y'all, all benefiting from it, right? But it's just like to to know that. I mean, and, who still gets course, polio? Right, nobody because of Henrietta Lacks. Like so somebody it's, it's, got somebody got like somebody got real wealthy off of it. Well, yeah, because we still get polio vaccinations. Mm-hmm. So, who's selling that vaccine? Mm-hmm. Who patent? So, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm sorry, I did ask Google, and we had moved on. So, there are patents on these vaccines. I saw, I think three. I didn't really get a chance to read them deep because I'm having a conversation. But um, <laughs> there are these patents and these patent applications on these vaccines that cite utilizing these cells mm-hmm. to create these vaccines Yeah, that makes are sense. these individuals the ones that need to come off a check somebody else I owes know. this family some coins Every, oh. so is it like if you if you do the research and you actually make a finding that is profitable at that point then we need to discuss compensation something needs to happen something like these like their attorney said these cells are literally the foundation of modern medical science. Yeah. And you mean to tell me that nobody owes them some money? Just like how Black people are the foundation of modern American capitalism. The same. And old y'all don't story think y'all owe us money? Keeps playing out over in and different, different ways, ways over, over, and over and over again. Because when you don't want to admit that something you have is directly connected to something someone else is, Mm -hmm. then you create these laws, loopholes, workarounds to hold you not at fault or not responsible. And it's the same fucking thing. We built this country on the backs of slaves and we're going to, Get to that next week, but <laughs> yeah. and we find we find consistently in history, in politics, in government, over and over and over again, where we just remix the shit. Yeah, like oh, it looks like we're gonna what? Different okay, well, let's rewrite that real quick. Different characters, different situations, different same fucking Same story. fucking story. So this week, Henrietta Lacks is most Certainly, a Trill Queen sure. because of her contribution and to so modern was daughter, medical Deborah. science. So is her daughter Deborah for pushing through no matter what to get the answers that her family deserve. Yeah. To not being content to sitting around with the stories that were passed on from her daddy and really asking the questions that needed to be asked. And thank you to Rebecca Skloot For um, her persistence, yeah, and actually getting this story told, and also being an advocate for that family, absolutely, Um, absolutely. It's it's there are a lot of places they couldn't go in, and a lot of answers they wouldn't get without a white person walking in the room with them, and that's fucked up. But it's the truth, right? They, um, she started. She and Deborah started this foundation, um. That honors Henrietta Lacks' life, but also yeah, helps other people that. who have kind of, in this similar way, become victims of the medical industry. Right. Um, similar like to Henrietta and her friends. In a yeah, I mean, not her friends, but Henrietta and her um, descendants. Yeah. But um, you can find out more information at the HenriettaLacksFoundation.org. Absolutely, absolutely. So I just, I think the message in this True Queen story is just like, because it runs such a close parallel to the Black experience, you know, be unapologetic, be diligent, get the answers you deserve so that you can find the answers and the compensation and you can get what you need. I think that her family has had to learn it the hard way. Yeah. Um, that you have rights. You most you certainly have, a, have rights. You have and if you, even so. if you don't know what they are, they exist. Yeah. And so yeah. if you don't know what they are, know now that you have rights. You need to go and do the work.
1: Yeah. Find out
0: what they are. Find out how to exercise them. And get Ask your... questions. Due. Ask questions. But At you got to know least. who to ask questions to. At the very least.
1: So it's, it's, it's
0: imperative that we as a people understand that, you know, even if legally there are lots of gray areas, there are lots, there's lots of tape, et cetera, et cetera. It was written and we have rights. They, you've been conditioned to believe that your condition is what it is and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. So please, please, please know your rights. Know thyself, my people. (laughs) Please. (laughs) So this kind of shit doesn't happen again. Yeah, man. I'm sure it's still happening, which is why it's a major issue still. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure there are several other people and I read about at least one other person, I think it was a Colon issue. It's crazy how is privacy and consent should be automatic. Like it sh- it's just it seem like all they automatic. did. So like, you know, they don't give a fuck. Like can, Do we have permission this has to descendants? use your body for science? Right. That, that should. Be, I mean, it's logic, but no, no. There is no, no logic when it comes to greedy fucking do, people. You know, making this, money by any means that, necessary. Yeah. It's that. Um. What is it? It's that, that mindset that it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Right. And that's fine. But we can live by the same rule. That's <laughs> bullshit. Like, if that's the game we're going to play, then let's all play that game. <laughs> but, yeah, so Henrietta Lacks, it is an honor to know your story and to her family, surviving members of her family, um, keep working, keep doing the research, you know, come up with some sound arguments legally and figure out who owes y'all because someone owes you. Well, the oldest brother and his son, they have a lawyer who is making a lot of noise. Yeah, so fine, figure even it if, out. Even in, For those, know, those of you in the worse. struggle I don't know, but that are working at trying to figure out how reparations work, keep working. I, I need know. my check. <laughs> I need my check. So, where do we please. donate to the researchers who are figuring that? Who shit are out? figuring it? Rep- like, find please. Could that's a Google search that I need to do? Like, who's working on that seriously? Because I need to. I've seen a lot of numbers, and it's likely why it's a dead issue in the government. Because that number is so high per person <laughs> 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 that we would own this motherfucker. <laughs> At this point. When you think about inflation, interest. Bitch, y'all owe us so much motherfucking money. Mm. And I've even gone so far, girl. I've looked into um, just the the area where my mother's family is from. Mm-hmm. And what was likely the um, plantation that we came from. And that place is still today a $10 million a year company. And I really wow. want to go knock on the door. And be like, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all good? That's what's up. So Don't listen, go by yourself. Where do I pick my check up from? <laughs> is there HR accounts, accounts payable? Where is that? I need my check. <laughs> I need my shareholders. I came to get dividends, my dividends, please. <laughs> right. I came. I just came to get my check. I don't. I don't give a fuck what y'all are doing in there. I just want my check. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't care. They gonna be like, um, I'm scared scary. about this company. <laughs> um. Nine one one. Right. Don't go by yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I gotta find a good lawyer, a white one, obviously, because that's all. No, girl, a Jewish one. When you walk in the door. No, What's offense, the difference? But a Jewish yeah. one. White people not Jewish. Jewish hmm? people not white. Reverse that. Jewish people ask not white. Them girl. They that's a good question. And not. I-, I am. I don't know a lot about white people. Clearly, um, I'm gonna have to ask them. <laughs> I'm going to make my baby's teachers uncomfortable tomorrow. I was like, ask, I'm a, ask. ask a Jewish woman if she consider herself white. Girl, that baby goes to the Jewish Community Center for daycare. So I'm definitely going to ask tomorrow mm-hmm. and make someone uncomfortable. But I've done it like three times since <laughs> he's been enrolled there. So I oh, will. So y'all, y'all get ready because I will be asking in the morning. So, I mean, people ask us some stupid ass questions. questions. Um, what are you mixed with? Right. Bitch. Black and black. <laughs> black and black er <laughs> What you mean? South Park and Hiram Clark. <laughs> <laughs> like, like north side and south side? Right, like I don't understand. What do you mean? What am I mixed with? Like <laughs> I'm black. I'm black, y'all. That and I'm black in y'all. In y'all. and black. I black, what you mean? And I'm Black uh, y'all. <laughs>
1: That's all y'all see anyway. <laughs> I'm black,
0: y'all. Cause I'm black, y'all. For real. I'm black, y'all. Girl. You caught that. So, the yeah. Season. um, This has been yet another episode of the True Queen podcast. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming back. And uh, keep rocking with us. The sound gets better every week. We swear. We swear. Swear, Chazelle. Yeah. We try. Sure. We try to get it out of here. We swear. The sound gets better every week. We're doing this from, you know, across the country. So, fuck <laughs> it. Deal with it. <laughs> God damn it. We're doing We're the best we work. can. We're making it work. And also, if you have any questions, comments, you want to uh, sponsor a show, we would love okay. to hear from you. Um, sponsor. What? You can email us at Trill Queen Podcast. Is that right? Yep, at gmail.com. That's it, at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think about the show. Tell us we're awful. Um, We don't give a fuck. Tell us we're awesome. Because, Tell us you we're know, awesome. Spread we, love, We, we not are hate. definitely, Absolutely. Um, Sure. She's so, <laughs> so full of positivity right now. I'm not sure how that works. Um, <laughs> constructive yeah, look, criticism, man. All right. Constructive. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Girl, tell us if you don't like it. Shit, uh, <laughs> we'd like to hear why. I guess uh, if it's got anything to do with the sound, keep that to yourself. We know we're working on it. We working uh, on it. Shit, don't don't email us to tell us some shit we already know. Oh. <laughs> He was good for that. Oh, I ain't that. So know. um I just wanna let y'all know it sounds like one of y'all is like real close up on the mic and the other one of y'all is real close. Uh, right. I just wanted to let y'all know. Bitch, that. didn't you hear uh, him say that uh, shit? How you think we edit this? Like you don't know you don't think we hear it before uh, we edit. Yeah, we God. got it. We got it. We love y'all anyway. Um <laughs> We working on it. Yeah, so there's that also. Um if you have like additional information like if you're one of those well actuallys i'd love to hear from you i like well actuallys <laughs> they, they make me chuckle oh by the way twitter yes 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 <laughs> i love it all that's um straight also. From fresh <laughs> shout out to fresh awesome <laughs> man follow us on social media trill queen pod um everywhere if you know mind, everywhere that's important anyway Mm-hmm. Um, this has been another episode. And yeah, we outspire. Spiral. Mind of a hustler, heart of a queen. If you <laughs> know <laughs> what I mean, she's a true queen. She got a mind of a hustle, heart of a queen. Where did it bitch?